talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we're back, Messy Christianity. Howdy. And by back, we mean we're back from 10 minutes ago. Took a little potty <laughs> break, got a little water, came on back to uh, record the next podcast. <coughs> so here's, I, I don't think I have a title yet for this one, um, but here's the question that I want to ask. You know, a lot of people say 2020, horrible year, awful, I wish it were just over, I wish we could start 2021. You know, because in 2021, everything will be perfect. Yeah, it's a magic button, right? You know, and, and I totally get what people are saying. But in a way, that's that's really despising even the good things. Mm-hmm. You know, so today we're going to dig up what was good about 2020. What is worth celebrating? And go. Hello, Brent. Hello, Kevin. Hey, guys. Lots of free Chick-fil-A. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> really? When they were open. Yeah, yeah when they were open. Yeah. Well, you know, they're doing the Monday morning breakfast thing. You, you get something on your app, and then you get something free sent to you later on in the week. And then Tuesdays is a, of this week, for ours anyways, is a free breakfast item. We'd like to thank our new sponsor. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A that's right. Yeah, they don't uh, pay us, but... Hey, but well, we're we're open to that. We are totally open to that. <laughs> you pay us by gift card. We Let don't me tell you, if we landed free Chick-fil-A hey, oh. and Stopper, uh, if you, John, if you guys are listening, yes. if, 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 you, if we landed Chick-fil-A as a sponsor, that would be like the greatest accomplishment we could ever <laughs> hope for. I won't even limit the mentions. I'll, we'll <laughs> throw them out all the time. All the time. So. Uh, well, in, in all tr- trueness, I had Chick-fil-A for breakfast this morning. I had a biscuit, and it was fly. Wow. I was actually going to say phenomenal and fillet at the same time, and that's how it came out. Fly. That was fly. It's our hip pastor. All right, so 2020. 2020. What's good? I'll start. What was good was that it has uh, wiped away the slate for church, given us a brand new, fresh perspective. Yep. We we are not doing so many things (laughs) that we were doing before, and and we're still here. That's right. Surprise, okay. surprise. We haven't had a bulletin printed in months. And how do we do how do I, we do church? I don't even know how it's possible. Uh, I mean graphics? Yeah, I mean no graphics, none of that stuff. We've pulled back on so many things and here we are. Still around. And look, we're not making fun of those things. No. Because there is some oops, there is some value to it. But I will say this, when we calculated the, the man hours it takes just to put out a Sunday morning bulletin, mm-hmm. I think we're at something like 14 or 15 man hours or it, something. I mean, whatever. just re- yeah. and that's three different people. Right. Crazy. And money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's, it. that's pretty much what we're celebrating. Pretty much what it... Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Two minutes, 51 seconds into the podcast, we talked about Chick-fil-A, bulletins, we're done. Um, you know, so I, I don't... I'm, I'm, Celebrate is, I'm not answering correctly here, but as I'm thinking about 2020, I guess maybe this is a celebration. Um, the slate is clean, but it's also been a time of, um, that I believe God has given us to reflect, to analyze, to meditate, to reevaluate, um, everything. You know, uh, I, I think about biblically, you know, the he sent the, the nation of Israel into the desert. They wandered around for 40 years. I mean, I think they'd look at us today and go, child, please, you know, you've only been 40 
weeks, you know, in your desert. And our desert really is it really that bad, you know? Do you really think they would have said, "Child, please"? No, probably not. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like say that is, in Hebrew. Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever the. So is this really even a, a desert, so to speak? I mean, in, in some ways, yeah, because it, it, our life was completely and totally disrupted. Um, and maybe that is something to celebrate. Yeah, in a weird and, way. and I think very, very important. People, we're not in any way minimizing or um, making light of the pain, the real pain and the real suffering that people have experienced. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, suicides are up, depressions up. So yeah, yeah please, I'm not. I'm yeah, not, we're not minimizing. Not minimizing it. That, yeah. What we're trying to do is say that, you know, as bad as a year at his, as bad as it's been, it really could have always been worse. Right. Now that again, that sounds flippant, but it's really not. You know, if you, I think back to the Armenian genocide. Hmm. You know, uh, back in the turn of the century, that there were over a million Armenians that were being persecuted, like literally butchered, killed for for just. Because because they who or who they were, now that that was genuinely an awful awful time, and it lasted a long time. You know, we're only like yeah. eight months into this. Again, if you're personally affected, it, it is right. a big deal. But imagine the 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 onslaught of World War II, or you know, Sally Hall recently was telling me about listening to. Or not Sally Hall, it was um, somebody else. But they were talking about hearing the bombs explode mm. next to their house, and Gosh. it went on for years. You, you know, as a little girl, she yeah. uh, um, who was that? Was Go talking. to the bomb shelter, get out of. <laughs> well, so it had to be somebody from Europe. yeah, um, somebody. Uh, yeah. My brain just went it's flat. Okay. But anyways, she Point was talking two. about how as a little girl, she lived with her mom and her. That's who she was. Her mom. Her mom. And mm-hmm. and her. Uh, siblings in a house with no heat, no windows, because mm. the bombs blew out the windows. Wow. And they would huddle around the fire in the living room every night yeah. and maybe eat a piece of bread during the day and a little bit of drink to to satisfy them. That was it. Yeah. You know, none of us are doing that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're staying home and watching yeah, TV and we're watching Netflix all day. Publix, yeah. Right. <laughs> so again, not minimizing, but we have to keep these things into perspective, don't we? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, even with job loss, you know, job loss is a horrible thing, but we still live in a country where you can still find a job somewhere. Right. It may right. not be the job you want. It may not be the job you have or you're going to keep long term. But all you got to do is start knocking on doors, and there's all kinds of people who will pay you to move stuff out of the yard. I mean, just and, and there's you know, opportunity. Not always, but disruption brings change. And yeah. It, in time, going back and looking, I, I, I really know that there'll be a lot of people looking back going, man, that is, they might not even know it right now, but they'll look back and go, that is one of the best things that ever happened to me. That changed my whole trajectory. Um, and it, and they weren't planning on it, but they just had to. They had to change jobs. They had to change locations. They had to change whatever. But ultimately, it's going to lead to something else that, you know, is better. God uses circumstances to force us, sometimes force us, as a good parent does to a child, to listen. And I think back just through the circumstances of my life and the times where I would describe what God did to me 
through the circumstances as taking me by the shoulder and shaking me in order to get my attention. And so the original question is, what do we celebrate about 2020 that God's done? And I can tell you for me personally, I, I celebrate a very difficult season that has resulted in a closer connection with God than I had before this season started. And that's a, you know, it's kind of like a catch 22. Do I want to go through that season again? Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't want it. I want God just to sprinkle his pixie dust upon me and suddenly we're great and suddenly we're good. And suddenly I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be, but I also understand it doesn't work that way. And for me, God, takes me through circumstances that either I can choose to grow in my faithfulness and and walk with him or I can choose to walk away from him. And that's both a positive and negative to, for 2020 is you've got some people that you would ask that question to in relation to God that would say, I am now closer to God today than I was when this started back mm-hmm. in March. And you have others that would say that they're further away. And So what makes the difference? Uh, it's the choice that we make. Mm-hmm. All throughout Scripture, God talks about the choices. Choose you this day, yeah. And one of the words that God gave me um, through Scripture over over this past weekend is the idea of being at a crossroads. And if you're at a crossroads, what does that mean? You either go one direction or you go the other. And I think... Many times we're at uh, at crossroads in our relationship with God and our holiness and our faithfulness, and I either choose to walk a path that I don't understand and I don't have clarity on, but I know it's being faithful and holy and reflecting Him, or I can say that this is too hard and I'm going to go do something different. And I think for the ones who would look back at 2020 and say, I have grown in my relationship with God through the adversity, through the difficulties, through the, the desert time, through the dryness, it was, it was because in that moment they chose not to lose faith. They chose to keep their eyes on Him. It's the intentionality behind the choice. So I think pressure, challenges, difficulties, all those things actually they're revealing. They reveal what's what's there and 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 bring it to the forefront. So I would say for the ones that that are, hey, I'm growing, I'm then it's revealing that there was a, a strength of relationship that was there that maybe they didn't even know the fullness of um maybe you surprise yourself, you know, like, hey, I should be kind of not doing so but I'm okay, you know? For the one that says, um I'm not. I'm further from God. This is a good thing, even for them, because yeah. it's a time to evaluate, reevaluate, and and dig in and, and and look at this relationship with God. And and I, I, once again, not minimizing the situation, but but it is a chance to look and see. Hey, what is really important? You know, is this this is a chance for me to to redo some stuff in my life? Either way, it's good. The outcome. Yeah, I think it'd be safe to say 2020 has been full of great stress on everybody, children to senior adults and everybody in between. Teachers, Um, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for real. But, you know, I think we need to realize that pressure, stress, like you said, these are all things that are necessary to have for a metamorphosis. You don't grow under, 
easy conditions. Right. And matter of fact, Brent and I, we've been talking about doing some coffee roasting, taking greens, the green coffee beans, and uh, making some fantastic coffee. And, you know, one illustration we could use here is that you take a coffee roaster, you put the green coffee beans into the um, uh, the tumbler, you turn on the heat, mm-hmm. and you you agitate the beans, and you heat them, which is uncomfortable on both levels, and then... You, you look for the crack. And so they've got first crack, second crack. It's a whole, you know, all different terminology. But what's happening, every single crack of each bean, the chaff is being pushed away. Mm-hmm. And so the bean is actually reducing its volume. I think you lose like a third of the volume of the bean. But what it's leaving is the real essence of the flavor and the potential of that bean is coming into fruition. And right. so for us in 2020, I think that's the way we need to look at it. We've been put into the roaster. It's been turned on. The tumbler is moving. And if we are allowing God to do this, he will remove the chaff. Mm-hmm. It's going to reduce the size. But the richness and the boldness that that being was created to be will, <clears throat> will come into, into reality. And... You know, looking at the opportunity for us to reevaluate our lives, to be still, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny, too, because we've been still, but we've been restless because because we're not doing what we are used to doing. And now I kind of feel like we're into a new rhythm or a new groove. And and it's it's exciting to me. You, You know, every just about every church I've ever worked in, every church I know, every everyone I'm out there has some form of love, God, love people as their slogan, vision, you know, we've sat in those meetings, right? Because it's based on the the golden rule and the greatest commandment and that kind of stuff. So that's it. And I think this is a year where we kind of almost, in a good way, gone back to that. Because before it was, we, we said that stuff, but it was love God, love people. Okay, that's great. Now let's get to the meeting. <laughs> let's talk about what we need to do this week. Well, what about the bulletins? Where are they? Where's the graphics? You know, where's the and we, you know, how about the lock in and all that kind of stuff? Uh, by the way, Brent's going to do a lock in uh, yeah, next Friday right night, here. right? Lock in, for yeah. You. It's um uh, January twelfth, twenty ninety nine. Yeah, there you go. Be there or be rectangular. There you go. Mark it down. Twenty ninety nine. So, anyway, so we go into all that other stuff, but we we actually were mandated to not do all that stuff. Yeah, and. We were left with love God, love people, we, including our own families. You know, it's like, hey, these people, these strangers that I just saw like a few hours a night, oh my goodness, I'm with them all day now. So what I do with that, you know? So it's 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 been relationship building. Or relationship tearing down. <laughs> Depends on I how mean, big honestly, it is. Virtual because school, right? You're talking about eight months. Well, not complete isolation, but, you know, there was a number of months where... It, it was completely isolated, and, yeah. and the family groups were together, and the stress and the strain. To me, that honestly was the hardest part of all this for me as a dad and a husband is, was that extended forced isolation. It was yeah. very difficult in a house with four kids in it, you know? Uh, you got other, you got senior adults who are forced isolation, and they're by themselves, yeah. which is yeah, that's which different. is equally um, difficult right. and so the, the, the legitimacy, the, you know, the finding time to peace be still in the midst of 
you know, <laughs> hey, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have some downtime. Well, guess yeah. what? Downtime never <laughs> stopped, and downtime meant always entertaining. And and one of you mentioned earlier, you know, the television being on in the background. I can't think that way, and yeah. I understand some people can. Some people are wired that way. I the the idea of not being able to have, you know, the church terminology is quiet time, but for me to be alone with me and God, it, it for for a number of months it felt like it was non-existent, and that was yeah. difficult in, in in staying connected with Him. And that it, was a space issue for you mostly, wasn't it? Well, uh, yeah, I would say so because everybody was home all day, every day. Four kids, by the and, way, for them. Yeah, they four kids yeah. And, and a wife. And again, opportunity for <laughs> family, no. oppor- opportunity for Anyone, family to. Um, to Andy's connect, away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Opportunity for family to connect and live life and grow closer, and I think that was one of the mm-hmm. benefits, one of the great things yeah. that came out of it, but was also a great struggle. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I do celebrate is that I got my my, my middle daughter home earlier than we thought. Yeah. So she was here, and I but she that. couldn't go to college. Yeah, she was right. in school, and yeah. uh, they dismissed for yeah. spring break and never went back. Yeah. Um, so that was good, but also it was good to be. Um, it it was good to have a schedule that was cleared, to where you had to ask yourself, "Should I do this? Can I do this? Mm-hmm. Is this actually important?" Um, on the flip side, one of the things I wish I'd have done differently is I wish I would have read more. Had a lot of time that I could mm-hmm. have read, and I did. I did, read a little bit, but not nearly yeah. as much as I wish I would have. And I think the reason for that is. I was trying to stay up on what was going on, and things were changing so much that yeah. I was preoccupied with, okay, what next, what next, what next? So right. it was a lot of internal stress. I didn't feel any external stress. You know, nobody was putting that pressure on me, but you, well, you, 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 you just thinking about Rewind you know. this thing all the way back to second week of March, whenever it was. The original start was... Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> And, you know, hindsight is 2020, 2020, in 2020, completely now. We know two weeks wasn't even close to right. So we didn't have that knowledge. And then even after the two weeks, we saw, hey, a little bit longer. But I still remember going, hey, I think, because we even said it, you know, like probably first week of June, we'll probably be through this stuff, you know. And it kind of did, but then it came back. And, you know, so it, we don't, we didn't know. We didn't know. So I think if we had known then, we probably would have been a reading plan, you know, more of an intentional, like, I'm going to read these four or five books or whatever it is and be done with it. But. I have a friend named James, and James reads a book a week, maybe, maybe two or three books a week. And then he writes book reviews on them, just puts them online on his Facebook page. He is a master writer, for sure. But what I love about it is he picks obscure books that you'd never really choose and he finds, you know, some of them are winners and some of them are not. Mm-hmm. But I like that because sometimes we're very narrow in what we read. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that you are what you read. Um, and a matter of fact, I can almost tell you your beliefs by looking at your library. Yeah, it, it, I agree with that. But I will say that uh, it, if with him reading three, five a week, then he can do that. But I'm a little pickier since I don't read that much. Yeah, yeah. You know, so sure. it's like, it, and. I think you probably do the same thing. I have so, so many books that I've read the first chapter <laughs> exactly. of. And the, I mean, have you seen my office? Yeah, I mean... Like, I've got books everywhere that are I, open, I, half read. It's just like, okay, I, I can't, I don't have time for this, so... Next so, book. note to authors, if you're going to write a good book, make sure the good stuff's in the front, because that's all we're going to read. Yep. 
And I'll, I'm far enough removed from seminary, I can admit this now, but I can't tell you how many books I've read the first line of the paragraph and the last line of the paragraph and uh, pretty much got the gist of the whole book. You know, because in seminary, they'd hand us, what, 10 books, and hey, you got a J-term class, you need to read these 10 books in a month. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember reading them on the way to class, you know, with a guy in a passenger seat, so... Well, there is a way to read. This is totally off topic, well, I mean, but, but I've done there, it. There is a way to read quickly and well, and you mm-hmm. and I, I think they will actually tell you that um, the faster you read, the more you can retain. Yeah, I think there's a reading. Evelyn Woods' reading system used mm-hmm. to be a big deal. So I got the VHS if you want to borrow. There we go. So VHS. 2020, what do you celebrate with it? So we've kind of talked about some of that, but it, it may be one of those things that we can celebrate the reset, but we don't know fully what that looks like. looks like yet. But I think the celebration is on hold. Like it may yeah. be later that we, I would say when everything gets back to normal, whatever that may be or look like, um, maybe we don't celebrate that as much as we celebrate what it, it, that has changed too, but we won't know that until we actually get there. Cause I think there'll be some things that never go back to the way they were. And that's not a bad thing. That may be a good thing. This is it. This really is a purge that we've gone through in so many ways. I think not just church world, but just other things. I think within the church world, even though things are still difficult, part of the celebration is a renewed love, a new renewed respect, a renewed desire to be in community with people. Agreed. That I, maybe we just took for granted the fact yeah. that we could meet every week in a small group or Sunday school class or or choir or, or you know right. even church services and things of that nature. We just kind of took it for granted because that became part of our culture. Yeah. But now we, we're not allowed, or, or I say we're not allowed at this point, but we're, we, we don't do that as much. Right. And so there's a little bit more significance to the time that we can. Right. Maybe, or at least for me, it. It. I. I. I when when I am when I am with a group, I'm thinking about teenagers specifically. It. It's more of a. I can't even think the right word. It, it just it. There's more of significance because right. it's just not the same old, same old. And again, maybe it's like a new thing. You know, the newness, the new smell is back. Yeah. And my desire is that the new smell doesn't leave in 2021 when things somewhat return to normal after the election's over, is after the new year rolls in and after things start to tweak and get mm-hmm. get back. Man, the newness, the new smell of relationship. appreciation yeah, for absolutely. what we have that, that we've, we've taken for granted for so long, so. Any time that everything's just floating along, we, no matter who we are, what we complacency it tends to set in. Well, what's the expression? Uh, you don't you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think that's been a lot of, yeah, at least from a Christian worldview, a Christian perspective here in the United States. Yeah, sure, absolutely. My daddy actually taught me a very uh, important life lesson about that. He said, "Son, if uh, your girlfriend leaves you." Actually, I can't, I can't repeat what What in said. the world? <laughs> <laughs> then she leaves you. I'll complete that. Yeah. No, oh. it was something to the effect of, oh my. if you love her, let her go. If she comes back to you, she's yours. If she doesn't, chase her down, tie her up, and pull her away. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I think that was what it was. 
Hey, Jimmy, oh, you listening? Man. I don't think so. He shouldn't. You know, what is interesting is that, um, you know, in regards to church life, uh, the digital has, has become more and more apparent. And that's a real struggle because we are a community people. I mean, yeah. we are, we always have been, we always will be built on being in proximity and community with each other. Mm-hmm. Yet, um, just as in the last week, I've seen that, you know, talk shows, they're putting screens in the chairs, right? They're yeah. doing the Zoom right. thing, which which is real—and and it's, it's like network TV has, has gotten on board with that. They figured that out, and it's actually working. Now, I'm not sure it's working—I'm not sure how well it's working, but to a degree it is. I wonder how much of the norm that is now. Like, will we ever go back to the way it was? I sure hope so. I mean, I do too. But if it's easier to stay at home and people get their fill or get their fix that way, how do we deal with that? I think. I mean, well, it's probably a big old subject, but yeah. At the core of who we are and what we teach in church life and Christianity is we're relational people. Um, love God, love people. God's created us for relation. It's not good for man to be alone. So I, I believe content can be delivered digitally. Um, people can learn theology. People can uh, learn about God, can have a developing relationship with God. But I just, and this maybe makes me sound like a fuddy-dud, but I, I don't think it to be true. I don't believe we can grow our relational lives just digitally. Now, there are things we can do. I mean, I know there's online platforms and you can converse and I get that. I just don't, I think we're created to be in proximity to each other. Yeah. Well, I've said it before. You never, you never see a wedding that the first choice is to be digital. Right. You you never, you don't have a, a kid's birthday party and say, Hey, we're having a kid's birthday party. You 20 kids are invited at the to the but the jumpy place. We're just going to film us jumping. <laughs> yeah. And you can watch us jumping and right. join in. Right. You know, you don't do weddings that way. You don't do I mean if it, 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 then I could vacation the entire world from uh, yeah. from YouTube. So You know, just, that's an excellent point. It's not the same. Grand why Canyon. Go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Just watch a video about yeah. it. Yeah. Grand Canyon's not the Grand Canyon. Or better Canyon yet, video. watch me in the it. Bahamas. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll volunteer yeah. to do that. I will do virtual vacation. That'd be a good business, virtual vacations. Go. So, yeah, interesting There's... things. So I I do not want 2020 to end. <laughs> I want 2020 to be all that God has intended for it to be in my life, mm-hmm. and then when He says it's over, it's over. That's I, what I, I want. do want 2020 to end, but I don't want it to end until midnight on December 31st when it's supposed <laughs> to end. And very similar to what you were saying, yeah, Jeff. True, I, true. I've, I've mentioned this to the teenagers and to folks many times over the last month, especially two months, is the, the constant reminder to myself, because I, I say this almost every single day to myself, the scripture where God says, this is the day the Lord has made, and I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. And that's today. Do we really believe that? Do we really well, believe I mean, and, yes. and I can't say that for everybody. Yeah. All I can say that is for myself, and that's... That's the intentionality that I am choosing to walk mm-hmm. in in the here and now. This, uh, the day that we're filming this, October 19th, yeah. 2020, 
It's the only October 19th, 2020 in the history of the world. Never has been, never will be. This day is unique, and I want to lay my head to sleep tonight at some point knowing that today I was obedient mm-hmm. and I did what God called and created me to do and to fulfill in this moment of this day because it's unique. And times are tough or times are great, whether we're you know, around the world or at Disney World or whether we're at work or at school, whatever's going on in our heart and our life, it's unique. So I, I want to take advantage of the day the way God wants me to, to use it, not take advantage of it, but fulfill it the way that he's mm-hmm. designed me for that day. Absolutely. So it's the intentionality behind it. Yeah, that's the, the scripture that God keeps bringing to mind all year is um, make the most of every opportunity. For, you know, the days are evil. Days are evil. Yep. So I've taken on the mindset of if I have an opportunity, <coughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, because I don't want there to be any regret. An yeah. opportunity that God gives, why not? The worst yeah. thing that could happen is you go, eh, probably wasn't a great use of time. To want to add this, that I don't think people really actually believe this, but there, but maybe they do. There's this thing out there like we're so ready for 2020 to be over and get to 2021 yeah. We said it earlier, like that's the magic reset button. The The issue with that is we still got like 10 weeks left. So what you're doing basically is saying, I'm just throwing in the towel. Yeah. Don't We can't throw in the towel because that isn't, this is the day that the Lord has made. His mercies are new every morning. So what about today? What about tomorrow? So yeah, don't throw in the towel on this year. And what are you going to do in 2021? Yeah, doesn't change things, right? Well, let's let's turn this to a spiritual perspective. Do you really think God's sitting in heaven, in heaven, Wait. around the throne, looking down, saying, "Come on, kid, patting us on the head, you can make it." Just four more weeks, three more weeks, two more weeks, you can almost make it. Twenty twenty one's almost here. Yeah, yeah. He's not sitting there doing that. That's silly. Right. No, because everybody knows he doesn't pat you on the head. That's yeah. right. Come on, pat you on the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's our time. Um, interesting, guys. Very interesting. So it could always be worse, and there's always something to be celebrate. To celebrate, Be mm-hmm. thankful in every situation. Paul said it this way. He said, I've learned the secret to being content in every situation, whether well-fed, whether mm-hmm. clothed or naked, hungry, you know, whatever, <laughs> in prison free. He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, meaning we're not alone. We've got Jesus um, with us and his presence with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I feel led to say this because if somebody's still listening in after all this time, you're still here with us and this is to you, this is to you. Um, You're listening to this right now. You're suffering with depression, maybe even thinking about, you know, taking your life or something. Um, Everything we've said has been a lot of positive. I would tell that person, seek some help because it's, it will get better. It will get better. Um, cause we said it earlier, but we don't minimize, um, cause we do realize that that's real, but it is going to get better. And there are people who care. So just wanted to say that reach out, reach out to us. All righty. Well, messy Christianity. Thanks for joining. We will see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.